Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Yeah, that's good. Talk. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm here with Susan Bowers, <laughs> radio lady extraordinaire. <laughs> hey, I'm Susan. This is the Joybringer podcast, and this clown next to me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Is my dear friend Ann Hansen. If you have read the Joybringer Challenge, you have heard about Ann Hansen, or if you've listened to me talk, because Ann, I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. um, Ann is my friend, but also has been a spiritual leader and mentor and pastor in my life for years. And former office mate. For, yes. Co pastor. Co pastor, office mate. And I've learned so much from this woman and I am in California right now. And I said, I landed and I was like, let's talk. Yeah. So let's talk. Today, this month is all about forgiveness. The Joybringer challenge for the month is to make a list and get started. And we, you know, we, we hate forgiveness. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> right. We love it. We hate it. We have to do it. We don't want to do it. We avoid doing it. Mm-hmm. And yet when we have experienced the fruit of it, mm-hmm. It's the thing that keeps you coming back for more. Right. Right. So yeah. I needed your Yeah, wisdom. absolutely. The The thing about unforgiveness is that I think the enemy lies to us that we are um, giving something up, that we're losing something if we forgive someone. Oh my gosh. Say Okay, keep going. Say that again. That we're losing something if we forgive someone. Wow. So whether it's losing our power, losing our anger, losing our revenge, whatever it is that we're thinking about. Yeah. Because the enemy has confused us and deceived us to believe that unforgiveness is powerful. It's a powerful position yeah. to hold a It's grudge. like a weapon. Like your anger is a weapon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm. the problem is the only one who is being uh, traumatized, yeah, the yeah. only one who is being held in bondage is, is the person who is not forgiving. Yeah. And I like to say too, though, it's also the people around you because your unforgiveness is toxic to everyone around you. Yep. We think that it doesn't affect anyone else, but we feel it. I read that like, right. Yeah. Those people who are just so bitter or angry, they're so cynical. They they build walls because they have so much pain Mm -hmm. and wounding that they no longer trust anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, We feel it and we don't want to be around you. That's true. That's true. But unforgiveness is not as powerful as the enemy wants us to believe. Right. That, oh, we can control you by yeah. our unforgiveness or I can mm. manipulate you by my unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like if if that was happening between you and I, you, you could just walk away. Right. Right. And you're still mad. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we avoid it because we, well, I think like that, we think that it's powerful. There's something mm-hmm. in us that holds this as like a weapon, but also we avoid it because it's scary. Sure. The idea of like going back to our pain. Like if I have to forgive someone, that means I have to address what happened. Sure. And in our own perspective of things, we didn't receive justice Mm. for what happened in that moment. Mm. And if we forgive, it's like we're letting go of the justice of God as well. 
Wow. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And to have to go back into that like they're, situation. They're, it's, it's, and... they've, it's let it ride. Well, then then you get away with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're, it, we're believing that, yeah, we're, we're letting them get away. Oh, they get to hurt me. They get to do all this crap. They get And to... they win because exactly. I've forgiven them. Exactly. Which is not the truth. Right. So you've been on a journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only like as a, as a young woman, as a mom, as a friend, as a wife, as a pastor of a very large, like this is an, it, tell me your forgiveness journey. Talk about your forgiveness journey and then how you practice that regularly. Right. Cause I know you do. Right. Well, I, I think that when I was younger, I definitely always knew the Lord and something happened to me in high school where I was sexually abused by my youth pastor. And that left me in a terrible state. Yeah. But I knew that I needed to work on this and get some healing. And so I went to a therapist. I tried to pray. I read books on forgiveness. And basically I told myself, I forgive him. I forgive him. I forgive. But mm. it never mm. penetrated like the depths of who I was. So I think I had uh, really good attempts at trying to forgive, but mm. I didn't understand what the nuances of forgiveness actually look like. So I didn't experience like the freedom of forgiveness. You know what I'm I saying? think this is so important because people want to forgive, right? And so they go, I'm going to say it, but I don't believe it. And I don't feel free. I don't feel different. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so what happened was it was, I was in my, uh, gosh, it was, it was, I was in my early thirties. And what happened was that guy reached out to me on Facebook and sent me a message. I hadn't talked to him for years. And he, well, and this goes deep though. Like, yeah. so he was your, my youth, youth pastor. pastor. And then because of what had happened, didn't the church say, well, now you guys, oh, there was a double layer. Oh yes. yeah. I mean, oh, so absolutely. many, cause then there the church was... was like, oh, well, since this has happened, you guys should get married. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So church hurt. So ridiculous. Oh. So ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And yeah. So wounding for a young, innocent girl. Yes. Definitely did not feel defended. Definitely no, the power play. Feel, no, no, no. Oh not gosh. at all. Right. The the people who were supposed to protect me and lead me ultimately betrayed me. Right. Because it wasn't even just, he was in that authority role. Yes. But then also the people who were in the authority above him. Also betrayed me. Oh my gosh. In my mind. They, right. Sure. They betrayed me. Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I definitely, uh, was battling so many things like anger with God, mm -hmm. you know, and I knew that God didn't do this, but why did, why did God allow this to happen mm -hmm. was what I was thinking. Yeah. Where you were know? you? Where, where, yeah. Where, where, where why didn't yeah. you stop this? Like, yeah. why, why did this happen to me? Yeah. But, but now I, I see things differently, but, um, I, I tried to recover from that. I mean, it was a huge cluster and I tried to get over it and I still pursue the Lord. And, and going back to that, like, I forgive him. I forgive you. This is like doing it in your own strength, right? Yes. It's like, I'm going to muscle through this because I feel it's the thing I have to do. Right. So you were do, you were trying to do it, but from a place of determination and like self, self-reliance. Exactly. All the while I'm still holding on to bitterness. Right. All the while I'm still holding on to, uh, worthlessness, mm -hmm. uh, rage, yeah. anger, you know, yeah. um, self-hatred, all the things, but I'm just saying with my mouth, I forgive him. Mm. I forgive him because I know this is like the right thing to do, mm. you know, yeah. but, but nothing was changing in my heart. I just still felt bitter. I mm. still felt offended. 
I still felt, you know, the injustice of what happened. And so I, um, anyway, you know how people try and say time heals. Mm. Well, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) But it, but it's definitely not in the forefront of my life. Right. Right. So I'm able to move on. I, you know, finish seminary. I get married. I have children. And then, like I said, he reached out to me in my early thirties on Facebook, sending me this message that basically sends me right to a place of being 16 years old again. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instant. Instantly. Mm -hmm. And he just says, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I really loved you. I want good things for you. Your family's beautiful. Just, it gave me the worst ick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I felt disgusting. Mm -hmm. I felt like my whole body was in a shock state. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I called my cousin, uh, one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. she lives in Mexico city and she's a missionary. And I call her and I say, Oh my gosh, can you believe this guy's uh, reached out to me? And can you believe what he said to me? And can you believe, can you believe, can you believe? And I'm telling her Mm. all the details, just ranting and I'm so angry. Mm. And then she says, Oh, I see. Oh, wow. So Janice. (laughs) Oh, mm. Oh, I see. I I love her. And I say, Oh, okay. So then she says, Oh, did you forgive him? I said, how dare you? Of course I forgave him. I forgave him a million times. I went to therapy for a year. Yeah. I read every forgiveness book and of mm. course I forgave him, you know? And then she says, oh, and then did you bless him? And then that's when I said, okay, this conversation is over. I'm done talking to you. Whose side are you on? Wait, that is so offensive. Did you bless him? What do you mean? My enemy? What? Exactly. <laughs> what did the man who, no. Oh, did I bless him? And then we, then in the very back of our mind, there's this little verse, just a tiny little verse, right? Little just one. a little one that says, and what? And bless those who, what? Oh, persecute you. Right. We, we like to just skip over that part. Absolutely. And it is so affronting when she says that to you in this moment of pain. Exactly. How dare you? How dare you? And that's how I felt. And I, I literally said, whose side are you on? Yes. Right. Because in my mind, she's either on my side Mm -hmm. or his side. Yeah. And her asking me that question, I took it as, wow, you are on his His side. side. And it's really not about that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's really, are you walking with the Lord or are you not? (laughs) It's such a mic drop moment. Right. It's, but okay, we're going to get there because the thing that you said, if you've heard me talk at all, if you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about, the, the forgiveness model that we talk about. I forgive so-and-so for what they did or said because it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where this comes into play. Mm-hmm. I can forgive you, but it's not what you did. It's how it made me feel that I operate in that every day. That right. It's not that you burnt my house down. I can forgive you for that. But now I don't trust anybody. Now I'm a shut in because I can't go anywhere because I'm afraid, right? Like, exactly. It's the, the, the emotional wounds of the thing is what we actually live our lives in. That's what's bondage. Yes. Because we'll recover from broken bones. Mm. We'll recover from a burned down house. Mm -hmm. We'll recover from, you know, a lamp being thrown at us. You know, we we recover from those things, but it's the emotional damage that will always live on Mm. and that will always come back to the surface from time to time in our lives. And if we don't heal from these things, we will 
I mean, we could be 80 years old yeah. and still be responding to right. our emotional damage. Because right? it comes back. It comes back. And it might not come back with that person, but something else will hit that wound. You know, the enemy's not creative. He's extremely strategic, exactly. right? That same thing comes at you every time. And so it might not be the same guy. It might not be the same situation, but that next pastor that disappoints you or that next person that hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And so that pain will be there until we really deal with it. So you were still operating. You thought you forgave mm -hmm. until the, the emotions came back. You yeah. weren't in a dangerous situation again. Nope. You weren't in the car nope. as a 16 year old. Nope. I wasn't with him. He wasn't overpowering me, right. nothing, right? But that Facebook message took me back to literally 16 years old mm. as if I could feel all those things again. Mm. And the Holy Spirit took me on a journey where he basically harassed me for three weeks, <laughs> you know, night and day while I was in the shower, while I was sleeping, mm. like he just harassed me and he brought up all the details of that relationship. Now that seems cruel. Right, right. Right. Why, why are you doing this? He brought it up because he's, he wants me to deal with it once and for all. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. saying, little girl, <laughs> Yeah, I know you keep trying to run from this, mm -hmm. but I'm bringing it up so that you can finally mm -hmm. be healed. Right. Finally be healed. Mm. And so I had to go through for three weeks straight. I forgive him for lying to me. Mm -hmm. I forgive him for the gaslighting. I forgive him for manipulating me. I forgive him for those specific words I said, mm. or the words that he, he said, said. Mm -hmm. I forgive him for, uh, wrestling me to the ground in my parents' house. I forgive him for, uh, saying he's going to take me to church and then taking me to that parking lot. Mm. I forgive you know, mm. on and on and on. I forgive him for the first time he put his hands on me. I forgive him for lying to me. I for you know, all the things mm. and going through. And there was so much that the Lord brought up that was living inside of me because it, it hadn't gone anywhere. Right. Because it's the specifics. Exactly. It's the specifics that we hold on to. It's not the broad mm -hmm. umbrella of, I forgive him for hurting me. Exactly. It's the specifics. So it's not that the Lord was being cruel. He wanted that complete, we, that's what they call the complete forgiveness model. Yeah. We want to go through all of it. Yeah. Remember when he did this? Yeah. Remember when he said that? Remember, remember when he lied mm. in front of the pastor? Remember when he said, why are you saying those things to, you know, about me? Mm. Remember when, you know? He was playing those mind games with you. Remember when he uh, pushed you down and said that, you know, you're nothing. And remember you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. All, all those specific things that the Lord brought to the surface because he's like, I'm bringing it up so it can just come out mm. and not live inside of you anymore. I want you to give those things to me. Right. Give them to me. Yes. And so that's the, right. I forgive you for all of these things that you did and said. Because it made me feel, absolutely, and then we gather all that and right. we give it to the Lord. Yeah. And that part about how it made me feel, mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about that because our pride gets in the way. Mm. So we don't want to talk about how it made us feel worthless, mm. stupid. Ashamed, like you're to blame. Yeah. Guilty. Mm -hmm. uh, just like Dirty. an idiot. Yeah. Like I have no value. Mm. Like I am the worst person. Like I'm powerless. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe I deserved it. Mm -hmm. Um, like it made me feel like, um, a slut. Mm. It made me feel like everyone was talking about me. It made me feel like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it made me feel misunderstood. All those things. We don't want to 
talk about those things mm-hmm. because it's very uh, vulnerable. It's a vulnerable place. But yeah. really, if we're not able to be vulnerable before the Lord, we will not get our healing. <sighs> That's so good. But the only way to be vulnerable before the Lord truly is to believe that he's good. Yeah. Because why would we Absolutely. expose that to somebody who's going to use it against us? Right. Somebody who's going to tell us that it is our fault. Right. You know, the Lord, he calls himself the um, spirit of truth. Mm. And then in another part of the gospels, he says he will lead us into all truth. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the truth of God's word. It's not that just the truth of who he is and the truth of creation. It's also the truth that is inside of us. Mm. Like the truth of my pain, Mm. right? The truth of the damage. Dang. Nobody wants to think about that being true. Right. The truth of right. my brokenness. Yes. Right. Come on, Ann Hansen. Right. The That's truth so good. of your shame. Right. Why? Yeah. Why, baby girl? Are you carrying the shame? Mm. No. You know, bring it to the surface. Mm. And so as a spirit of truth, he's he's going in and penetrating mm. the deep parts of our heart if we will be vulnerable. Right. And so that he can lead us into the ultimate truth about who we are. Mm-hmm about who he is as Mm. God Almighty, Mm. about that guy who abused me. Mm -hmm. The truth about that guy who abused me, that was part of the spirit of To say that and to say that. Right. People don't want to say the A word, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted me to be led into truth, even about that guy's identity Mm. in Christ. Because for me, in my journey, I literally thought he was the scum of the earth. Mm -hmm. My enemy, mm-hmm. I called him literally in my mind, he's my enemy. Mm-hmm. I dreaded heaven because I thought, you know, he's actually going to ruin heaven for me. Okay, this is such a good statement. You've said this. I've heard you say this before. And I think this is important when, if you're joining the challenge and you're making the list of people that you need to forgive, that's the question. Who do I want to avoid in heaven? In heaven? Absolutely. Is there someone that I go, well, yeah, they're probably there. And if they are, I don't want to see their face. Yeah. You Who's stay that? in your corner. Yeah, over there. I'm staying in my corner. That's a real I question. I know it's heaven. Heaven, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but we won't be mixing. I do not want to see your right? face. Yes. Exactly. That's a great like rubric Litmus, right there. Yeah. Right. That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so uh, anyway, so I had to get real with the Lord, like vulnerable and put aside my pride because I had used pride as such armor, mm. right? Like I'm fine. Look at me now. Yeah. I'm accomplishing this. I'm achieving that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've got this family. Mm. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a pastor. I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it was pride mm. that wanted me uh, to be kept in that place of bondage, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You know, but if once I was able to just lay aside the pride and just be vulnerable before the Lord, like he really hurt me. Mm. Yeah. I felt low. Yeah. I felt like nothing, right? I felt so stupid. Mm. You know, I hated myself. Even going to those places mm-hmm. and saying to the Lord, I didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. I was so depressed, Yeah, yeah. right? And telling the, I, I was scared of everyone. I was so mistrustful. It made me feel so mistrustful. Yeah. Cause no one protected you. Even the authority right. figures didn't protect you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And being honest, being honest about all the emotional damage, yeah. just the whole gamut of it. And then finally 
giving it to the Lord and saying, okay, God, I've been holding this emotional damage Mm. for so long and it's too heavy for me. Mm. I was never meant to carry this. You said Mm. you wanted me to take my yoke upon me, right? Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so taking that moment to surrender Mm. all that emotional damage to the Lord and saying, God, it's yours. Mm -hmm. All my feelings of shame, all the the feelings of worthlessness and failure and self-hatred and just anger and injustice and all those things like surrendering to the Lord and saying, God, it's yours. I'm no longer going to carry these things. I'm no, lo- lo- no, I'm no longer going to um, carry these lies mm. about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm surrendering lies. Mm-hmm. I'm surrendering labels. Mm. All, all those things. Yeah. All those things that we're giving them to the Lord. And then at that point, because I'm forgiving and because I'm, I've told the Lord what I'm forgiving for, I've told the Lord how all those things made me feel. And I'm declaring the blood of Jesus washing over all the sins, yeah. right? And then I'm able to send away the demonic because now there's no more legal rights, right? Mm -hmm. For the enemy to come at me anymore. Sure. Right. Because I'm not partnering with unforgiveness, offense, Mm -hmm. anything like that. So I can send away every demonic spirit and say, no, spirit of depression, you must go. Spirit of shame, worthlessness, humiliation, ridicule, Mm. mockery, uh, insults, injury, devastation, robbery, all those things. I can send all those things away and say, no, I'm not partnering with you anymore. Mm. I'm not listening to your voice. I don't speak your language. Mm. You know, you don't have any more right to attack me, you know, um, come at me, retaliate against me. I think you, me. you said something so important just there. I don't speak your language. Yes. Because when we allow those things to bury in within us, that becomes second nature to us. Yes. And we speak that language. That's so important because that's not the language of love. That's not the language that the Lord's speaking over us. That's the language that we adopt. Exactly. And we say it to ourselves and it comes out and we say it to other people. So it it's so destructive. Okay. Let me say something about that. Yeah. Okay. So recently, one of my sons, um, he he was in a situation, and uh, through one of his friendships, he he realized that he had really wronged this person, mm. and there was a lot of regret when he realized it, and mm. he he went to this place of like deep self loathing, mm. and sure. and just oh I suck and I'm terrible and you know I just don't deserve anything good and I it just went to this deep place and I said hey son that is not repentance okay yeah I just want you to know you went from one specific corner of the enemy's camp of doing bad things to that person to just another little corner of the enemy's camp where now you're in a place of self-hatred you know condemnation self-judgment you know, deep, deep regret. Like, do you think that is receiving the forgiveness and and mercy of the Lord? Mm, No, mm. you have not thrown yourself into a true repentance state where you're receiving the love of the father, turning from the thing toward (laughs) the Lord. And when we turn toward the Lord, what do we receive? The fruit, we receive the goodness. He doesn't put us in the corner to flat. Is it flagellate? Is that the right word? (laughs) I think there's a danger between that word and maybe something else. That would be gross. But like, right, like we're not told to go do penance. He says, no, you turn toward, that's the word repentance, right? Turning toward the Lord and receiving his mercy and grace. And receiving the truth about yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. Because he just went from like, oh, 
all this negative stuff from this person to then all this negative about stuff me. about himself. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. And, and both ways the enemy is winning in his life. That's so wise. That's so helpful because we do, we, we go into the, like these, there's, it's okay to feel remorse. Absolutely. Remorse is different than self-loathing. Exactly. That's good. R remorse is healthy. Guilt is healthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not condemnation, right? They're right. different. Right. But to go into that place of deep, like, because yeah. this is why that next step, right? The blessing. Yes. When Jesus forgives us, he doesn't do it with a cold shoulder. Absolutely. We not. receive the blessing of his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, his presence, right? He welcomes us. He's with us, but there's that like welcome you in the fullness, the fullness right? of his presence. And so this thing that Janice says, yes, about the blessing, but did you bless him? And yes. then you're like, I'm hanging up on you. Right. Part of the blessing too, is that we are such powerful people yeah. made in the image of God and God in his infinite wisdom, he created the world with his words. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he created us in his image. Right. He said, let us make man in our image. Mm -hmm. Right. And as image bearers, we have such power in our words. Yeah. So much power. We have power to create, uh, to create worlds with our words, yeah. right. To speak uh, blessing, which is the intention of God over someone. And the enemy wants to stop us and to use our voices for his purposes. Mm. But, but the point of the blessing is that I would rise up in my God given authority in the power of God, right. To speak the blessing of God over that person to line up again with heaven's perspective mm -hmm. over that person, my offender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also Another part of that is when we've been a victim to any kind of abuse, we become powerless, mm. right? We become voiceless. Mm. Victims don't have a voice. That's mm. classic victimology, sure. right? But in giving us the power to bless someone else, he's restoring mm. our, our, vo yeah. our voice, and our, our identity, mm -hmm. our position in his kingdom yeah. to be his children, his agents of blessing to say, no, you will speak blessing mm. and you will do so because that is your God-given right. That is your assignment from heaven mm. to speak the blessing and the intention of God. Now over that person, now you are no longer their victim. You are victorious yeah. and you are a, a source of blessing for them in this moment. So I ended up being this guy's greatest intercessor for those three weeks. Because God would not let me off the hook. Mm. He kept saying, no, you're going to bless his hands. You're going to bless his heart. You're going to bless him. Lord, I bless him with clean hands. Lord, I bless him mm. with a community around him that will hold him accountable. Lord, I bless him with freedom from sexual addiction. Lord, I bless him with truth in the inmost parts. Mm -hmm. Lord, I bless him with self-control. Lord, give him self-control. Lord, I bless him with holiness. Yeah. Lord, I bless him to be restored back to his pastoral assignment because he had been out of it. Mm. Lord, I bless him with a wife. He had mm. never gotten married. Wow. Lord, I bless him to have uh, children, to be a father. Mm. Lord, I bless him with, you know, financial stability. Lord, I bless him with, um, to be prosperous, to mm. be successful. Mm. You know, all the things like God would not stop. Yeah. You know, he's like, you're going to keep blessing him. Mm. You're going to keep blessing wow. him. You're going to keep blessing him. I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> but while I'm doing this, all of a sudden my heart has turned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden he's not my enemy anymore. He has now become my brother. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. Right? He's your brother. He's my and brother. And that's, you know, 10 steps prior, that's 
foul to think about, right? Right? Like I can't, <laughs> totally. you know, but now through this process, seeing him as a broken person, right? Someone who could get to that point and yeah. seeing him the way the Lord was showing you the truth and to see him as someone who n- needed healing too. Absolutely. And then that's where we are. That's where we are brothers and sisters in Christ in that Absolutely. because we are all fallen short. We have all come to the cross for the same purpose. Yes. To receive yes. healing and truth. Yes. And as, as God had me speaking these blessings, man, he changed me. Mm. He changed me. He softened my heart and it got to the point where I could picture him with my, my, in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. And I felt so much peace. Wow. So much love. Just even a sense of safety. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He was not, that memory wasn't safe. Right. He was no longer a threat. Yeah. Right. I felt so much peace and so much safety. And, um, and then at the end of all this, we bless ourselves too. Right. Because I need to rescue back what has been stolen from me. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I bless myself with an ability to trust people again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bless myself with, um, freedom. Mm. I bless myself with healthy relationships. I bless myself with an even greater ability to forgive and to forgive quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. I bless myself to, to see others through God's eyes, not my own eyes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever else I needed, I bless myself with strength, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever you need. Right. Yeah. And he was giving back to me. I, I rescue. Oh, you know what? Also I had to rescue back and bless myself with, I bless myself with um, sexual wholeness, mm. right? Because all that sex stuff was in the trash. Yeah. Right. Because of the trauma, I did not have a, a right relationship with sexuality. There was no My freedom. There's no freedom Absolutely there. Absolutely not. Right. Right. So what I needed to do was rescue, rescue back. I bless myself in Jesus name with a healthy sexuality. I bless myself to be naked in front of my husband and to Enjoy it and to enjoy, right. To be free to enjoy. Right. Yeah, exactly. I bless myself to be able to give Mm -hmm. and receive Mm -hmm. sexual Mm -hmm. pleasure. Right. Right. That was huge. Well, yeah, because it was, it was robbed by fear. Oh, right. And it, and it just all became tainted and destroyed. Right. Mm. Uh, and so after that, wow, the Lord is so faithful because all of a sudden I, I did not tell anything to my husband of what was going on with me and my forgiveness journey. I mm. just, it was just something between me and the Lord. Sure. But then the Lord revolutionized because he really gave back to me, my sexual desires and uh sexual appetite, right. sex, like even um boldness yeah. in the bedroom, yeah. you know, which I had never <laughs> yeah. had. Your husband's like, what happened? That, for exactly. real. For real. He literally said that to me, like, what's happening with you? I'm like, the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. He's like, okay, keep spending time with the Lord. <laughs> but that's the truth. We talk, we used to talk about this all the time. Yeah. Is that God's a fan, right? Like God, absolutely intimacy and beauty and purity and like that's his idea. Right. Hello. He made that's it up. right. And so he wants freedom in all these areas. And we sometimes write that off. Absolutely. That's not necessary for my life. I, you know what? I'll just do without. I'll just, whatever wounds that we just sort of shut down. And when we shut down because of the pain, we're losing the good stuff that could have been there. Absolutely. And he had goodness for me mm-hmm. that I had no idea 
but it was accessed through forgiveness, mm. right? That's yeah. And that's why those of us who've gone on this journey are quick. You said it earlier, are quick to go on it again. Yeah. Because when you recognize that there's a wound, let's not let it fester. Right. Let's not, you know, build walls around it and let mold grow up in there. Uh, my my experience with that quick forgiveness and quick obedience has been often to spiritually bypass my pain, mm. which has not necessarily been productive for me. Yeah. Because I'm so quick to be like, nope, I'm going to forgive. Nope, I'm not, I'm not going to feel that pain. I'm going to forgive. And And I've had to go on a journey to go, oh, no, I have to feel that. Because it's real. Yes. And I'm so quick to, to just be like, it didn't exist. It's fine. <laughs> right. But the wound is there. Absolutely. So there's a real balance between I have to feel it. I have to allow the Lord to meet me in that pain and do the work to forgive. Yeah. So you've been through this. How do you keep tabs on that now? In your life, there has been a lot of other pain in yeah. your life since the the big one that you had to do yeah, so much yeah. work on. How do you manage that? Manage manage your forgiveness journey. This this yeah. this it cuz it is an ongoing thing. Right. Okay, so you brought up a certain point. Okay. In some ways it's easier to forgive a past offense mm. versus a current situation. A current situation. Yeah. In yeah. your life, like yeah. let's say I have this continuous problem with my husband, right? That's a lot harder to forgive mm. than something that happened when I was 16. Yeah. And this is real life talk right here. This is yeah. so good because many of us have the real life, my kid, my job, my boss, my friend, my neighbor, right? It's still here. Right. It's not. So how do we then maneuver through that? Right. Oh man. <laughs> good question. <laughs> I think, gosh, it's, it's about spending time with the Lord mm. every day and in these type of situations where there's an ongoing problem in the relationship, it's a daily forgiveness, mm. like daily spending the time with the Lord to forgive again for everything that happened that day. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and short accounts. it made you feel the short accounts, exactly. right? I keep I, instead of that tally getting, you know, pages right. long. Right. And, and then the Lord is positioning you, right? Like, let's say this is my husband that, that is, you know, sure. the problem. Uh, then I'm uniquely positioned to be his intercessor and mm. to constantly speak blessings, yeah. God's intention over his life. Yeah. If I would follow the Lord, mm -hmm. if I follow the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, another situation with a pastor on our staff and he did some really terrible things uh, to uh, a bunch of young ladies in our church. And man, that situation was really hard to forgive. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and so I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to forgive him right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the more and more the stuff came out, the more, the more difficult it was to stomach the information I was receiving. Sure. And to know that he had violated the assignment on our house, like on our church, the assignment on our house is, uh, safety and freedom and healing for the sexually abused. Mm. I really believe that this is one of the things that God has called us to as mm. Center Point Church. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he directly violated that by bringing sin into the camp, mm -hmm. right? So that made me so angry, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, what he did specifically to those uh, young girls really uh, devastated me. And so 
it was a battle, you know, and the Lord would tell me, you need to forgive. Mm. And I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Just because we're pastors and just because we do this and we've gone on a long forgiveness journey doesn't mean that we quit. We're not yeah. like, oh, good. Yay. Yeah. It's not always. The wounding easy. is real. Yeah. It took me a while. Okay. So I, and I tried to do my daily forgiveness. I did. I'm like, Lord, I am so angry. Yeah. Lord, I'm so, I'm so angry. And I, that was literally my prayer. Yeah. Like, Lord, I'm so angry. Lord, take my anger. Lord, I, I, I repent for my own anger and my own offense. Like, mm. Lord, forgive me. You know, I spent a lot of time repenting because sure. it was really, really difficult. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately um, there, there was a moment where in the forgiveness journey and I was trying to do the work of forgiving and Lord, I forgive him for, because mm. it made me feel, and you know, I take authority over all the demonic. Well, my husband <clears throat> says, Oh, I'm going to go have communion with this guy. And I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do you. Cause I'm not going with you. Mm. And he was like, okay. And I said, why would you even want to do that? Mm. You know, I was really like, do you really feel like it's necessary to take communion with this guy? And he's like, yes, I do. I, I feel like the Lord is asking me to do that. And mm. I said, okay, go ahead. You do that. The Lord has not said that to me, <laughs> you know? And, uh, anyway, <laughs> and then, you know, what happens? The yeah. Lord starts to harass. <laughs> he's, he just starts to harass that me. hound of heaven. He'll sniff yeah. that out so fast. Oh, yeah. He just harassed me. He just harassed me. And again, it's that pride thing. Like, he was like, your pride is getting in the way. Mm. You don't want to see yourself as his sister, but I'm telling you that he is your brother. Wow. And I love him. Wow. Oh, 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 <laughs> that was hard. Yeah. Because this whole forgiveness thing, if we don't forgive, we fall mm. into sin ourselves, right? It's mm. a trap of the enemy to, mm -hmm. to fall right into sin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was the day that John was going to go meet this person. I said, I'm going with you. And John was shocked. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> he was shocked. Okay. He was like, what? <laughs> and then I have these uh, friends and I consider them to be intercessors. And I told them, I'm like, I'm going to be meeting with this person to take communion with him and his wife, with John. And they said, what time? We will be praying for you mm. the entire time. Mm. I said, thank you, Lord, for the beautiful body of Christ, yeah. right? Yeah. Just the beautiful body of Christ. And so they were um, they were praying for me. And we go there. And I mean, he's crying. And you know how that there's like that part of you that wants to be cynical. Like, he's just emotionally manipulating me again. Like, sure. Right. Yeah. He's just he's, protection. You're protecting yourself. Yeah. He's, he's so good at, you know, doing what he does. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen him cry before, you know, yeah. and I don't know what thoughts are my thoughts versus the enemy thoughts, sure. you know, versus God, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just like, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And in the beginning, I felt like a wall. Like I was so, it was just so hard for me to emotionally connect. But anyway, John, uh, said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take communion. It, it was going to be short, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we took communion together and, you know, there was like snot dripping down this guy's <laughs> nose. I mean, sure. it was like, ugly literally cry. he was ugly crying, yeah. you know? And, um, and I heard the Lord saying, ask him to lead you in, in worship. I was like, no, 
he had that place in my life and mm-hmm. he will not have that place. Right. Cause life. he was, a, a he was worship the worship. Leader. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the Lord said, ask him, ask him to lead you in worship. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> isn't it all about obedience? Right. Yeah. Because he, God almighty wants the truth for us. He wants healing for us. And so I said, okay, Hey, I think you're supposed to lead us in a song. Would you be willing to lead us in worship right now? Mm. And then the snot really, yeah, really, comes really out. started coming out. And that is how God is. He always sees the gold in us, right? And he always wants to restore us to our proper position in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that man has an assignment on his life yes. to lead worship. This is true. Yes. Right? Yes. And he's like, you, you will ask him to do that again. Like, this is what I have for this man that I love so that much. That is so, God, the restorative grace. that It doesn't come without, there's consequence, right? Like, we, we put ourselves in these positions where there's consequence and there's pain. But God has such goodness and in his mercy, yes, that restorative grace to have this, you, you guys, so wounded, so, all of it, right? But to then affirm and confirm and say, in God's mercy and grace, we we join with the truth of heaven that this is your assignment. Absolutely. That's wild. Yeah. You know that story of the prodigal son? Yeah. You know how the father, he sees him. A long way off. A long way off. Uh-huh. And, and he doesn't come at him and say, oh, finally. Yeah. It's about time. Uh, ran out of money. Yeah. <laughs> See that you needed me? <laughs> you fool. Yeah. You stupid boy. Yeah. N- none of that, right? No. It was just you know, get my, get my ring, get yeah. my robe, yeah. kill the fattened calf. Yeah. I, my, my son is home, you know, just such a celebration. Mm. And it's not just a story. That is a beautiful picture of the goodness of God for all of us. Yeah. All, all of us. us. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when I need that. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I get to receive that because he is that good, mm. you know, and we, as his children get to partner in who he is, yeah. right? Sharing his kingdom, bringing his kingdom, bringing his love, yeah. his forgiveness. And that's the thing. That's the thing to receive it, yeah. to receive his forgiveness. Yes. Because we believe the lie that the enemy wants us to believe that we are far from his forgiveness. Yes. I say this often. The enemy was there. He knows how powerful. He knows exactly what Jesus did in that moment. He knew yes. how powerful it was. He knew what was going on <laughs> and he can do everything in his power in the enemy's power to get us to not receive the fullness of what Jesus paid for. Right. That restorative, the mercy that brings you close, no matter how much you don't deserve it. Yes. So if, if in this forgiveness process, it's so important to receive it yeah. from the Lord. Yes. Because that's our truth. That's the truth. Yeah. The identity. Every single one of us. Yeah. yeah. We all need it. Yeah. So it's the thing that also puts us in that same camp. It helps us get past this, like, well, they're evil, you know, go, okay. Right. I get the same extended mercy and grace from the Lord as this person does. Absolutely. It's so good. That's the good news. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, <laughs> it goes far beyond our parameters of it. Absolutely. He like, it busts open the walls. I want you to talk about something you you were a part of something with me when uh 
there was a moment where some ministers came into town and, and they prophesied over many of us and, and you were there for this. And, and the woman, she said to me, she was talking about, um, she said, you know, I see you like, so as a mature Christian, like so mature and, and you've done so much work and wisdom. And she said, but you know, sometimes for mature Christians, um, they really struggle with disappointment mm. in God mm. that, that they're so afraid to be disappointed in God because that feels like a sin. Like they can't, they, like they don't acknowledge their anger toward the Lord. And she, she did this thing where she, um, like reached out and she said, I see the Lord reaching deep within your heart. And he pulls out this like disappointment. And she said, and he opens his breast pocket of like his jacket and he puts it right by his heart and just, and, and in the moment I didn't quite know what that meant. Cause I was like, mm, okay, I don't really have <laughs> have any disappointment or anger toward the Lord because I'm a great Christian and we don't do that. So you might think that we do, but I don't. Right, right. And you and I were on our way to a women's retreat and we were driving together in the car. It was about two weeks later. And you, you, I think, I can't remember if you were driving, but you looked at me and you go, so do you know what it is? <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, what? And you're like, do you know what you're disappointed in? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. She goes, and you go, I do. <laughs> I did. And we, yes. And then we had this really intimate conversation that you and I had that I couldn't have with anyone else. I I could not say it out loud. There were not people in my life that were safe to talk about the thing that I could never really share that, that caused me disappointment because it sounded cruel or, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't admit it out loud. And you were such a safe person to be like, I know what it is. And, and I would never have said it. Mm. So you were like, do you think it's these things? And I'm like, dang it. You know, like, but I was so grateful for that. And that has helped me in my life instead of just, again, this spiritual bypassing of like, no, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Great. You know what? God's good. He's good. It's <laughs> fine. He's so good. You know what? It's okay to say, I'm really hurt by that. God, I can forgive the Lord knowing that he didn't do anything wrong. Right. But forgiveness isn't about what the other, whether they were right or wrong. Yeah. That's not what it's about. Right. Our experience with pain, it, it, that is what it is. Right. So I am grateful for the journey to say, and also put God on that list. Mm. If I need to just, yeah. do I need to do a little check yeah. and say, am I disappointed? Yeah. Am I angry with the Lord? Yeah. Because if I am, am I offended? Am I offended? Yes. If I am, I'm not going to readily spend time with him. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to? Right. I'm not going to trust him with my thoughts and feelings because he's going to disappoint me once again. You know what, God, I thought you said we wouldn't be back here. Right. Here we are. I thought you said, right. Absolutely. And, and so the freedom beyond this like religiosity or this yes. spiritual vibe that says, no, God's perfect and he's good. So you can't be mad at him. I think it's really important to just get back to this idea of he knows it anyway. He yeah. knows that his no right now is disappointing to you. Yeah. He also knows what's on the other side of it. But right, right now he knows that that pissed you off. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the invitation is just to always remember that invi the, the invitation is come. Yeah. Just come That's share so with me everything. Share with me your heart. What made you 
joyful today? What made you mad today? Mm -hmm. He's not afraid of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like we're allowed to have our toddler moments with the Lord, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're mad that he gave us broccoli instead of a lollipop. Right. Right? Yeah. And and he acknowledges us and he says, It's okay. It's okay. Mm. I can take it. Yeah. That's the big one. But let's be real. I can take let's it. Let's be honest. Yeah. That you're mad right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I'm grateful for your voice in my life. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Such I'm gonna a cry. <laughs> powerful woman of God. Well, you, are. you know, just the time that I spent here is so precious to me because I've not. It's really unique. We've, I think, we've had something so powerful because there was a time. Maybe it's I. There was a season here where the women, the pastor women, that we got to be linked arm like the. Yes. There, it was wild. Special. Yeah. wild and special and not replicable a lot uh-uh. ever. I mean, I, and I've missed it and coveted that. And I'm grateful. It's wild. I'm in this little you know town in Knoxville, Tennessee, and God brings more female pastors into my shop than I've ever met. Ever. I know, but it's wild. No and way. some of my closest friends now are like, wow. oh, what do you do? I'm a pastor. Shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's beautiful. But, but what we got to experience for the season that we were all here Christina and Adriana and you and me, yeah. like, you know what I mean? These women, Heather, just uh, women, power, Tracy, so many women who we could learn from and champion. Yeah. I got to practice and, and get excited about like what it really looks like yeah. to be the in the front row, just yeah. like being the first one to stand up and the loudest one to cheer because yeah. truly I'm inspired by you. I'm challenged by you. I celebrate your success and the other success while you yeah. do the same for me. And so you have, have been just such a, such a gift to my life. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And likewise, man, yeah, thanks. You, you don't know what a powerhouse this, <laughs> this lady is. She can just crank things out. Just <laughs> You're, you're incredible. Sweet. Thank you. You are so productive. Like you're so <laughs> industrious. You, you wow. are. I don't know if you, Thank you see yourself that way, but gosh. Thank you. You can get it done. You know how to <laughs> handle business. You really do. Thank you. And you are such a woman of faith. You really are. You're just such a powerful woman of faith for mm-hmm. everyone around you. You stand in holiness and faith. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> I love you. Okay, let me ask you this, because I always forget, like, this makes me crazy. I want to ask everybody I talk to, what's yeah. bringing you joy right now? Don't ever think it, what's bringing you joy today, oh, right now, this week? I got a tan because <gasps> I just came back from uh, <laughs> Costa Rica, and yeah. it's bringing me joy. Every it is, because I you're wearing white, skin. and it looks really good. <laughs> Every time I look at my skin, <laughs> you're like, ooh, bringing me joy, me. this little tan that I have. <laughs> I'm so glad. This is the thing about joy. It can be, it, it, that's the, we get joy from so many, it can be deeply spiritual and it can be something you're like riding high on and it can be the fact that you look good in a white sweatshirt because you have a tan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love you and I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. 
And hey, I love you.